0: Come to Whiskey Beach, to the place she loved most, and giving her real time, real attention. He found the right key, unlocked the door. Stepping inside, he flicked on the lights. Some new art, seascapes, gardenscapes, splashing soft color against rich brown walls. He dumped his bags just inside the door, took a moment to just look around the glossy spill of the entrance hall. He scanned the stairs the grinning gargoyle newel posts some whimsical Landon had commissioned, and up where they curved gracefully right and left for the north and south wings. Plenty of bedrooms, he thought. He just had to climb the stairs and pick one. But not yet. Instead, he walked through to what they called the main parlor, with its high arching windows facing the front garden, or what would be once winter opened its claws. His grandmother hadn't been home for over two months, but he didn't see a speck of dust. Logs lay in the hearth, framed by the gleam of lapis, and ready to light. Fresh flowers stood on the hepa-white table she prized, and the wide-planked chestnut floor gleamed like a mirror. She'd had someone come in, he decided, then rubbed his forehead where a headache threatened to bloom. She'd told him, hadn't she? Told him she had someone looking out for the place, a neighbor, someone who did the heavy cleaning for her. Now, looking out for Bluff House was his job to tend to it, to, as his grandmother had asked, keep life in it. And maybe, she'd said, it would pump some life back into him. He picked up his bags, looked at the stairs, and just stood. She'd been found there, there at the base of the steps by a neighbor. The same neighbor? Wasn't it the same neighbor who cleaned for her? Someone, thank God, had come by to check on her and found her lying there unconscious, bruised, bleeding, with a shattered elbow, a broken hip, cracked ribs, a concussion. She might have died, he thought. The doctors expressed amazement that she'd stubbornly refused to. Hester Landon, independent, invincible, indestructible, Now she reigned in a suite of rooms in his parents' home while she recovered from her injuries. There she'd stay until Deemed strong enough to come back to Bluff House. Or, if his parents had their way, there she would stay, period. He wanted to think of her back here, in the house she loved, sitting out on the terrace with her evening martini, looking out at the ocean, or puttering in her garden, maybe setting up her easel to paint. He wanted to think of her vital and tough, not helpless and broken on the floor. So he'd do his best until she came home. He'd keep life in her house, such as his was. Eli picked up his bags, started upstairs. He'd take the room he'd always used on visits, or had before those visits stretched out fewer and farther between. Lindsay had hated Whiskey Beach, Bluff House, And had made trips there into a Cold War with his grandmother rigidly polite on one side, his wife deliberately snide on the other. And he'd been squeezed in the middle. So he'd taken the easy way, he thought now. He could be sorry about that, sorry he'd stopped coming, sorry he'd made excuses and had limited his time with his grandmother to her trips to Boston. But he couldn't turn back the clock. He stepped into the bedroom. Flowers here, too, he noted, and the same soft green walls, two of his grandmother's watercolors he'd always particularly liked. He put his bags on the bench at the foot of the sleigh bed, stripped off his coat. Here things had stayed the same the little desk under the window, the wide atrium doors leading to the terrace, the wing back chair, and the little footstool with the cover his grandmother's mother had needle pointed long ago. It occurred to him that for the first time in a very long time, he felt almost at home. Opening his bag, he dug out his toiletry kit, then found fresh towels, fancy seashell soaps, the scent of lemons in the bath. He stripped down without glancing at the mirror. He'd lost weight, too much weight over the last year. He didn't need to remind himself of it. He turned on the shower, stepped in, hoping to burn some of the fatigue away. When he stepped out, he grabbed one of the towels from the stack, again caught the whiff of lemon as he scrubbed it over his hair. Damp, it curled past the nape of his neck, a mop of dark blonde longer than it had...